0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a special edition of a motherfucking no-hitter! White Sox on tap, sorry I got a little crazy there in the mic, we're gonna have to level that shit out so it doesn't blast you, but it was a (laughs) no-hitter from Lucas Giolito, and I put out a tweet that Nani and I were about to fuck these mics up, but before we do that, be sure you're going to ONTAPSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on Twitter at tap at OnTapSportsNet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Give us a five-star rating and review because we are the best, and we're cool and tough. Johnny, oh, my God, Johnny, <laughs> no-hitter, man. I'm this, is my first, this is my first time back in a couple days, and me and you are on the mic, and we're talking about a no-hitter right now. I excuse my enthusiasm. I want to ask how you are so bad, I, but I've I talked to you all throughout the weekend with the baby being born and stuff, but, I mean, dude, Dude, dude no hitter
1: yeah but buzz what a rush i'm still um i'm trying to like first of all collect my thoughts so we could like actually speak coherently on here although i don't know how much of that's actually going to happen and then second of all i think my heart rate still is trying to like come down to like normal levels was the anxiety um, definitely... bad yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's through the roof, Buzz. I think it's still like you know, and then you get like that like drop off, too. So if I like get like really like you know, depressed and like quiet, like in here, it's just like the mood swings, um, like during this. But I don't think that's gonna happen, Buzz. We got a lot of energy, um, uh, no hitter, man. Uh, how many times you get to say that? Not too often. First time in the history of Socks on Tap recording, uh, that one has happened for us here, and uh, you know, uh, Lucas Giolito, um. This guy shoved the last time out against the uh, Detroit Tigers, and you had a good feeling about it because the Pirates are they're a weak ball club. You know, they're, they're at the beginning of a rebuild. But he comes out, and uh, he does the job in the most, you know, I guess second most dominating fashion uh, that you could possibly do it. So uh, I'm thrilled, Buzz.
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled myself, and I believe that's number 19 for the White Sox. They have 18 no-hitters in franchise history, um, and they were tied – for the most with the Red Sox, but I, I Googled this. Of course, I didn't know this off the top of my fucking head, and I'm not going to pretend like I did yeah. either. But um, yeah, I think tonight was the 19th in franchise history, and it's just so cool, dude, that it came for Giolito because he's had a couple ups and downs this year. And I know Pittsburgh's not, you know, they're 7-18, and 18, but they're still a major league ball club, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And Giolito pitched like a fucking champ tonight. Uh, one part that I do want to throw out here, I mean, as much credit, Giolito deserves all the credit in the world, and so does James McCann. Mm-hmm. Giolito shook off James McCann only once tonight, and that's according to Giolito in the in the post-game uh, interview with Benetti and Stone. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you were a pitcher, and you've played baseball, you know, your whole life. I mean, that's pretty fucking remarkable. You shook off your catcher once.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's a sign of trust, um, and now it's making me like you know uh, think twice about my take where it shouldn't matter um, about who's catching him. Buzz, I know you uh, sit on the opposite end of the spectrum there, but hey, uh, the, the chemistry between those two, uh, you cannot deny it, especially when you just see something like that and uh, you hear the pitcher himself talk about it. Cause, I mean, what the hell do I know? I'm just here watching. Uh, we're here to watch it, talk about it, um, all that. It's removed a bit from my playing days. I guess I only think about it from the long-term aspect that, uh, well, guess what? Uh, what is it we, we get our bullets this year and then we're shot out of luck next year i guess that's just the way i think about it um because one catcher is going to be around here longer than the other but that we're not here to discuss the 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 future the the long term tonight we're here to live in the moment buzz me and tony are talking a little bit about that on sunday um uh, you know coming off like a seven game winning streak and it's like yeah it's easy to get out ahead of ourselves and think what ifs and hypotheticals in the future but shit you gotta step back and live in the moment sometimes
0: Oh, absolutely, and this is the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, you know, you things like this don't happen a lot, and we analyze every single game. We go up and down the lineup. We go inning through inning, and it's just, like you said in the beginning of the episode, just trying to put it all together, together and articulate how we want to talk right now. But watching a no-hitter has got to be one of the, as a baseball fan, one of the best things ever. It's, you know, it, it's just – that anxiety, that, that gut feeling, those butterflies. I, I, my father-in-law was here and, and you know him very well. You've had beers with him. We've been at games mm-hmm. with him. He was here till about the sixth, the fifth of the sixth, they came and brought uh, Jamie and I and the babies dinner tonight. Um, and, about the third inning, I looked over at him. I'm like, man, Giolito's shit looks good, dude. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> he goes, it does look good. He goes, per, you know, and he kind of looked at me and he was like, I'm not going to say it, you know, because we don't want to say no perfect game. You don't want to yeah. jinx the shit, you know. So we're sitting there and we're watching the game. And then the walk comes in the top of the fourth. And he's like, God damn it. You know, we talk a little bit. He leaves in the, in the sixth. Text me right now. He goes, hey, did the Sox win? I, I don't have cable. My cable's out. I'm like, L- Lucas Giolito threw a no hitter. He's like. Really? Hell yeah! You know, freaks the fuck out. It's just a no hitter is just so fucking awesome, and it, and especially when it comes to a guy like Lucas Giolito, uh, who was one of the statistically worst pitchers in the league in 2018, was a fucking Cy Young candidate last year in 2019, and look at him in 2029. 20, he's building on his success. He's throwing a no fucking hitter. His offense picked him up today, Johnny. His fucking his defense was fucking awesome. That double play or was it, a, I'm sorry, not the double play, that little blooper that was hitting the infield that T.A. and uh, Pito made work out. Everything seemed to click for him tonight. And, uh, dude, where I'm sitting right now, I'm, I'm on one, Johnny. I'm on fucking yeah. cloud nine.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you too. And you, you talk about the defensive plays behind him. I mean, everybody knows when you go back to like uh, Mark Burley's, uh, yeah, you know, and you got Dwayne Wise out there making the unbelievable catch uh, in center field. It's a little bit different today because you know the Tigers, or excuse me, the uh, Pirates, not Tigers, uh, the Pirates. They're they're weak team, like I'd mentioned before. But um, it, when the ball was put in play, uh, defense did the job, and some of it was close. It, it was close like that T.A. Uh, charger where he has to, you know, come and get it released quick. And um, Peto makes just an unbelievable scoop there. Uh, you got Angle making the very last out uh, in right field that, you know, feels like I, I don't have the stat cast in front of me, but feels like that might have been one of the hardest hits balls for the Pirates all night. So it came down to the wire there um uh on that and it just all the pieces like you mentioned earlier james and uh calling an excellent game for him uh you see those two embrace at the end uh it just shows uh how special it was for everybody because yeah i think giolito said it best uh sure it's it's a pitcher accolade uh, that's whose name goes on the thing but it does really take a full team effort to do that so i, I think we'd be remiss if we did not touch on that buzz
0: oh absolutely absolutely man and Everybody, like I said, everybody had fucking clicked the whole goddamn game. Everybody, everybody clicked. I just, God, dude, it's just so cool to watch it like that. And of course, it comes in a moment where it's, you know, what, what is today, Johnny? Is it
1: Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday the 25th.
0: Yeah, after being in the hospital those couple days, I've completely kind of lost track of time and space. But being a Tuesday night covid Oh, you know, and all that shit. I, thank God for, like, FaceTime and, and you know, how we're recording right now that we get to spend a little time together. Like, mm-hmm. we're still together talk about this because it was just fucking fantastic. Everything clicked. And, you know, again, the offense looked really, really good tonight. I, I'm just – offense looked yeah. great. Giolito looked great. Uh, collectively, Johnny, collectively, Lucas Giolito was – obviously was the only pitcher for the Sox through 101 pitches and nine, uh you know, nine innings there. Um Pirates threw 123 between three pitchers. I think that's pretty fucking awesome, too. You know, I mean, just the way the game worked out, absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, you see fucking our boy, Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Jamie flipped me off last time I did that. <laughs> yeah, <I saw>. but <laughs> But, um, you know, he comes out, he has three hits, Johnny. You know, three hits today. TA gets an RBI. Eloy gets two hits, picks up a ribby. You know, I, I mean, just... You, you get a walk from T.A. and Jose Abreu in the same inning. It's just like, holy shit, dude. Like, everything's fucking clicking. It all feels good. My pick to click, Edwin Enc- Encarnacion. He hits a double today. That was about it. But your pick to click, that's what I want to touch on right now. Yeah. You are the yeah, second yeah. guy to take a pitcher. Yes, so yeah. I I took Cease— and you gave me a – I know we're not keeping track, but you gave me a dub for that because Cease picked up a dub in the game. Didn't look his best that game, but he picked up a dub. But, Johnny, you had the balls. You came out. You took Lucas. And look what the
1: – I said 12 plus Ks too. You did say 12 plus – Johnny.
0: Johnny, are you a fucking wizard?
1: i just – I'm just I, I'm I, wondering. I, I, I feel like I am Buzz right now um, because I, I did not say no. That would have been really ballsy. And that would have been kind of jinxing it before it happened. You know, you and me are about the juju. juju. So I, I wouldn't wouldn't do that. But I just looked at uh, the rough start that he had, what, a uh, couple Saturdays ago against yeah. Cardinals. And that's not Lucas Julio. It's not the one we know. It's not the one we saw last year. And it was a rough first inning. And that things can kind of spiral out of control like that, especially when they were playing a seven-inning game then. And it's like, okay, he's going to bounce back. And, you know, then we had the game against the Tigers. Granted, you know, another weak opponent, but a team that you should beat. Uh, but either way, that's when Lucas Gilio starts, lines up last time. And he comes out and absolutely shoves. And he strikes out 13. Uh, and he's looking really good. And the the mojo's going. So I, I looked at this today. And with the Tigers, excuse me, I keep telling, calling them the Tigers. I'm just getting these two mixed up because they're, teams that he was pitching against but the pirates come into town today and really struggling you know seven and 18 now um after this one and they were down a couple of bats too um from their already you know kind of Thin uh, lineup that they had there. And I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, okay, well, Giolito, he should absolutely mow these guys down. There should be no problem with that. So I'm thinking uh, he'll, he'll fan a lot of bats. So I was like, set the number. He had 13 last game. I'll go a little bit lower than that because you never know about length of how they're going to go and whatever. Um, so I said 12. And I thought 12 plus. That's a good number to set it at when me and Tony were doing Sunday Funday. And Sure enough, it got there and what? Was that the eighth inning that he ended up striking out of his twelfth in. Uh, yep. So I, I put the check mark down. Uh, I quote tweeted, you know, I had the had the check mark down there when he got the 12th, and then luckily he got the thirteenth uh, in the ninth there. And I was just, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time. Uh, and then he does throws a no hitter. So that's absolutely, uh, a, you know, uh, it, it, fires uh, that absolutely clicks. I would say, uh, I think there's no objection to that. Uh, it's NWI, Steve co-tweeted and says, Oh, we're going to need a reading on this because, you know, back when they did the, uh, when Hawk was on the broadcast and they do that before every game, it was only offensive players that they would do but um we we've had it already this this season like you had mentioned you picked cease in an earlier game and we gave it to you because that was it was a solid outing um it wasn't a no-hitter like this but it was still a really solid outing from him um he, even if he wasn't completely on uh, the way that you expected still got the win uh, still a decent strikeout total um and, and Lucas Giulio tonight, obviously just blowing that up uh so I maybe I might be a wizard I don't know either way, uh, I got a hot hand with it, so I'll take it, and uh, I'll take, first of all, I'll take a White Sox winner, second of all, I'll take a historic moment, uh, like a no-hitter, so um, d- just, I, I guarantee I know uh, um, what's clairvoyance, I had none of it for that, uh, I just had a good feeling about Lucas Giolito, uh, and that's all, and I felt that he could build off a really solid start last time out, so that, that's the reasoning behind that buzz.
0: Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely, you know, I <laughs> I just again, I I can't, I just can't believe how the fucking game worked out tonight. It's just so badass. White Sox Twitter's popping off right now. They're having a great time. It it's just absolutely fucking fantastic. The, this whole thing is absolutely fantastic. I I, I love this. I, I Tony, I just I just looked at my phone now. I wasn't looking at it before, but Tony and Steve, I think, are recording a socks on tap as well. I missed a call from Tony, so they're they just need to talk about this. They just need, to, you know, <laughs> which is fine because if there's two socks on taps, whatever. If there's two socks on taps. I don't care. This is a this is a huge fucking moment, and it, it, it's pretty fucking uh, incredible. But honestly, besides his pitching performance, Johnny, I mean, I, his fastball was working. His breaking ball was I, everything. Johnny was working for Lucas Giolito. We probably beat that into the ground here for the last 12 minutes. Everything was working for Lucas Giolito. The offense showed up to pick his ass up. Um, I do expect tomorrow, though, uh, to get Nick Madrigal back in the lineup. Um, I heard that from a little birdie. Um, So we'll see what happens. Not that I have any sources, but this guy hasn't been – he's been right on a couple things, and I I trust his judgment. So uh, expect to see Nick Madrigal back tomorrow. And um yeah, but other than that, uh, if you want to move into All tomorrow, right. tomorrow's game, I,
1: Nonny, I got nothing. I just kind of want to backtrack because there's some it, the no hitter makes you forget about but there's some weird shit at the beginning of tonight's game, too. Oh, um, yes. so yeah. Yeah. So uh I forget exactly what instance that happens. Is that in the second inning, Uh second or third inning? Um when there's a power surge, yeah. No, uh, bottom of the second bottom of the second inning, when the White Sox are up to bat, there's a power surge or whatever it is at a uh, guaranteed rate field that wipes out the TV feed. And I think uh, Jason and Steve obviously that wiped out the T V feed right away. So you can see exactly what's going on. Um but then uh, I guess the lights went out for a little bit too. Uh, they they said that and they were showing those later in the game when Jason and Steve were just talking about it. Uh, but that gets wiped out, and so everybody has to rush to uh, the game tracker, you know, on uh, MLB's app or the website, or you know, you're getting it from Twitter. They had uh, some of the reporters that were there, and then uh, Benetti did a good job too of just kind of tweeting the play by play of what was actually happening there. And then obviously, if you were um, in a car by radio, Andy Mazer was there. Um, I, I was in a restaurant, so I couldn't get that. I, I was just kind of following along in the app but um that's when the scoring started uh for tonight so it's like if you're just watching on tv and had no other like outside like communication there it would just come back on and it's like boom pop white socks up three nothing how the fuck did that happen because <laughs> uh, at the bottom of the second there um it it was uh Adam Engel uh with a ground out to uh first base uh that scored Danny Mendick uh Tim Anderson singled uh left uh, that scored James McCann um and then Eloy singled right uh, to score Danny Mendick so um, that's how that uh, a little bit of scoring there in the bottom of the second happened but I didn't see a damn lick of it buzz until I had to go back and I saw just the Eloy highlight because even in the MLB app they didn't even have Timmy's one or Angle's ground out or anything so that was all I saw I um, mean it was just really weird um, but I guess that kind of foreshadowed um, how you know unprecedented that this night would be because no hitters don't happen all that often um, and Absolutely. power going off and you not seeing anything. for when they actually score, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that often either. I uh, I had turned on Andy and DJ. That's yeah.
0: how I that's how I was keeping up. So I, I turned those guys on as soon as the game popped back on. No disrespect to them, obviously. I turned them off right away, listened to Stoney and, and Jason, and just enjoyed the rest of the game. Um, But, yeah, what a weird moment, man, with the fucking power going out. That was just so odd because at first when I was like, what the hell is it? Why is Jim Tomey on my TV right now? Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? But you know, obviously, they thank God they figured it out, and thank God we got to witness history. That's what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, fortunate about yeah. here tonight,
1: because because it came back not too long after that, and the White Sox did score again um, in the bottom of the third year for running down how these runs actually happened. Because yeah, no hitter is great, but you still got to have runs on the board here. So like I had mentioned, those three that happened in the bottom of the second in the ma- uh, manner in which they did, and then uh, James McCann. Um, he, he had a sacked fly. It was kind of warning track power out there, but obviously deep enough uh, to score you on Mancada. on that. That was the fourth White Sox run, obviously three more than they uh, even needed in this one. Um, but you know, Buzz, I just while we're touching on this, I know that Giulio is the storyline of the night, as you very well should be. Um, but a- after people uh, kind of getting a little bit worried, not, I wouldn't say there was any panic button press, but it was just an, oh, can this team manufacture offense? It seems like it's all or nothing after the home run party that they had over the weekend, um, and they did pretty much throughout all of last week, it was, can they manufacture? Can they score in other ways? Um, And they proved that to be the case the night uh, that they could. And I figured that would be the case that they would be able to do this, Um, but it was nice to just see it in practice.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. I I was getting super annoyed too, because I was seeing some things, you know, obviously we're very largely based on social media. You know, we put all of our episodes out there. We're very active on it. And I was just so annoyed seeing all the Sox can only score on home runs. Okay. You know, no, we can score in more ways than one, and once we put all of it together at the same time, watch the fuck out. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Watch out because this team is gonna, can manufacture runs, and obviously this team can have some great fucking pitching performances.'re we're, da- we're fucking dangerous, we're damn yeah. dangerous. And yeah, it, it- it's a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is is, uh, I mean, Tony, you're talking a little bit on Sunday. Funny, even you know, for the most part, bullpen's been super locked down. And if they would have gone to him, then I, I have no doubt that they would have been, you know, just lights out once again. But it's nice that we don't even have to talk about that because one, buzz, obviously, no hitters and perfect games, uh, those likes are very cool and tough. But complete games, it's a lost art uh, in today's game. And starters going deep into games, uh, starters com- finishing complete games, uh, is cool and tough. Uh, absolutely. So. Um, oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely agree with you there. And you know, and you know what, Johnny? I mean, the cool thing is, is you don't really see a lot of pitchers
1: throw one hundred and three pitches through nine anymore, too. I mean, yeah, it was that's, just
0: it was perfect. For, it it was perfect.
1: And I, I think you know the thing is that can happen um, if you are a more pitched contact hitter. You know. Um, because that, that can happen. That shortens at-bats. Maybe guy's swinging at a 1-1 one, one pitch, uh, so you're only throwing three there. As a strikeout pitcher, may have to throw six pitches in that at-bat uh, to get you out. But Lucas Gilder has 13 strikeouts tonight, and he has that pitch total of 174 strikes. That just tells you how... Friggin' dialed in. Uh, the guy was today, um, and obviously the the other parts of that line, nine innings pitch, no hits, no uh, runs, none of them earned. Uh, only one walk. That was the one blemish that kept us from uh, being a perfect game, but 13 strikeouts, um, and that ERA down to uh, 309 now, so um, just f- fantastic stuff all around, Buzz. Uh, nice to start, too. I know the, the personal accolades are great here, but a nice start for a team. W- what a way to start another winning streak, especially into a little bit of Softer spot of the schedule here, um, because I, I fully believe with Dallas Keuchel going out tomorrow, the White Sox are going to win another one in a row. Um, so that'll be two, and then you're going to add on to that after you're going to have an off day, the rest up even more, uh, get your guys that you need to rested, and then um, you're going to go into a weekend series against another uh, fairly weak opponent, and I believe that's the uh, Kansas City Royals, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be the Royals this weekend, so. So going into tomorrow's game, Johnny, it's going to be Dallas Keuchel against Trevor Williams. Now Trevor Williams is no slouch. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's got 3.70 ERA, 24 and one third innings pitched. He's uh, struck out 23 in the 24 and one third innings pitch. He's let up three home runs on the season. Also 25 hits. Um, Trevor Williams is a pretty good pitcher. He's, he's got a good fastball on him. He's also got a good changeup. Um, so that's something to look out for with him. Um, I wonder if, you know, if, how it will be with his breaking ball attacking guys like, uh, Luis Robert and Eloy. He's an experienced pitcher. Let's throw it out that way. And he's going up against Dallas Keuchel. Who's four and two with a 2.65 ERA, which, Oh my God, it, that is just so bad ass to say a 2.65 ERA for Dallas Keuchel. Absolutely fan. Fucking fantastic with 37 and one third innings pitched. Nani, he's let up 31 hits. He struck out 19. We know he's not a, a flashy strikeout artist. He's more of a ground ball pitcher. Um, he's, uh, walked seven and he's let up two home runs. So that, that's, uh, that's the pitching matchup for tomorrow, man. And then after that, we move into, you know, like you said, the weekend series against Kansas city, but we got to focus on the task at hand here. Yep. We got to come out and beat, um, Pittsburgh tomorrow, you know, that are inches closer to that 20 win mark. We're already at 19. If the white Sox, this is the way you need to look at it. If they win the games that we're supposed to win, And we take advantage of the teams that we're supposed to take advantage of. I know that we have a 92% chance to make the playoffs, but once we get to 31 wins, it's over. It's that that Vince Carter gift, man. It's over for the Slam Dunk Contest in 2000. We're going to the playoffs. We're there. That's where we need to get, and we are fucking cruising Johnny there. We're cruising. We're almost there.
1: Yeah, Buzz, you said it perfectly there. Yeah, uh, we are absolutely getting there. Um, Even if with that in mind, I think it's still no um, excuse ever to uh, take the foot off the gas. So um, what they're going to need to do come out tomorrow is I'd like to see even more than four runs. Uh, To be honest with you, I thought that was a little low for tonight. I thought they were going to be scoring in the 6 to 10 range uh, tonight, Buzz. Um, But granted, you know, when you (laughs) pitchers throw in a no-hitter, it don't really matter there. But um, I could see the. I don't see Dallas Keichel going out and throwing a no hitter. Uh, uh, back to back, Lucas Giolito tomorrow. He is a more pitched contact guy, um, so I-, I believe some will at least dribble through. But I still. I mean, I don't expect that many runs given up to uh, to the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple across the board. But um, I'd like to see more from the White Sox offense. And I, I talked about them being able to manufacture tonight, and that's great. Um, but let- let's infuse the two buzz, the home run hitting, and the manufacture that's what i'm looking for because it's terrible to say this treating it like an in you, know, you shouldn't treat it like an exhibition game it absolutely counts but if there's things that you can work on um against a team that is you know pretty pretty rough um it's doing things in different ways uh here and that's um you know like i said a combination of the long ball um, and the manufacturer maybe a, a guy instead of trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark when we're already up, uh, four to one, um, is taking one the other way to taking what the pitcher has given him, uh, to advance a runner or score him, um, if there's a hole in the defense or whatnot. So, um, I feel like this is a game uh, where something like that could happen. Um, but, um, like you said, I think just not taking them lightly, uh, is, is the key uh, step on their throats.
0: And you know what, Nani? I, I know that we mention taking them lightly all the time, and and just I I know we're kind. Of, I'm kind of rambling here, but I I want to I want to pose the question. I really do. Do you feel like we take them lightly, because we know that they're not a good team? Because this team is so young and seems so hungry. I don't think they're taking anybody lightly at this point. You know, I I say that, and I I, I try not to to insult the team and their work yeah. ethics or anything like that. That's not what my intention is. It's more so, like you know. Man, it's fucking Pittsburgh, right? You know, like that's how I feel when we're talking about yeah, them. It's, it's so, fucking Pittsburgh, you know? But they're, I mean, goddamn, throwing a no-no against them, getting those runs, just doing what they had to do to win. They, they were in control the whole time. So, and I hope they come out tomorrow and do exactly what you said: manufacture runs, hit fucking dingers, and have Dallas Keuchel pitch a gem. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, for sure, uh, Buzz. When you're going back to the mentality and the approach thing there, though, um, I, I think it could slip a little bit from younger players, especially guys that haven't been in that uh, role a, a lot. You know, Luis Robert is a fun-loving guy. Um I feel like without a veteran uh, establishment around him and guys like Dallas Keuchel, especially someone like Jose Abreu uh, for that Cuban connection there, uh, I feel like it could slip a little bit and you could just be like, oh, well, I'm uber talented and these guys don't have anyone who's even in the same class as me. Um, And I'm just going to coast through this game. Whereas the the guys like Jose Abreu um, are going to be the ones to uh, kick their ass right in line. Um, and say, no, you, you got to prepare for this one. Like it's a uh, elimination game, whatever. Um, and obviously you no know, Dallas Keuchel is going to go out there and do that. Um, it, with him being the starter, uh, in, in this game. So I think that's where you, you see the importance of uh, veteran leadership in here, because it can get easy for young guys to slow. I mean, buzz we're in like our mid, to like uh later twenties. Um, like these guys, what they're, they're in like their early, early twenties, um, it's easy to just, you know, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, coast on some responsibilities then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, you it totally that. makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah. It, totally, it totally makes sense. I I just like when I think when I say that sometimes about them and they just keep, they, you know, they come out and they do these awesome things. I'm like, man, maybe they really are fucking right. dialed in and maybe it's like the veterans that just hold their asses down. But you're absolutely right. When I when I was their age, you know, with the if I had the popularity that they had and all and all that shit, I'd be the fucking worst. I'd be A.J. Reed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a name you thought you'd never hear again here on Socks on Tap. It's back, even in a no-hitter <laughs> no hitter episode. my pick
0: to click, Johnny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he said it was going to be a pick to
0: click. <laughs> he's my pick to click Yeah,
1: today. yeah. no. um But speaking of that, though, I, I think we should get into some uh, realistic uh, picks to click for who he thinks getting it done tomorrow.
0: Okay, so tomorrow for me, I am going to take,
1: hmm.
0: man, I'm going I'm to take you on Mankata tomorrow. Um, I think he's due, Johnny. I think he's due for a fucking bomb, dude. He he's due for a bomb. Yeah. And and I I'd like to see a bomb out of him tomorrow. So I mean his, his average, his drop down to two forty three, Johnny. Um, you know I know a lot of people are saying that he's hurt. I I really don't know what's going on with him. A lot of people actually called for him to be off this series, um, and then come back on Friday starting against Kansas City, but. I don't think he's hurt at all. I just think he's in a little slump in a weird spot. But I think he comes out tomorrow. I think that this no hitter you know gives him the fucking good juju and, and rejuvenates his fucking aura, man, his soul. he comes out he crash you know, cracks some home runs tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a multi home run game for you on Makata tomorrow off of uh, off of um Trevor Williams. Gonna happen.
1: All right. Yeah, I, I like that, Buzz. Um, I'm with you. I, I am a Yohan Mankata stan uh, till the day I die. So um, I, I believe he will come out of the funk, too. I think a little bit of it could just be um, fatigue from not having the full uh, camp because he, he was uh, missing early parts of that um, due, due to the positive COVID tests that he have. So um, I believe, honestly, uh, that could be something that is still kind of, uh, you know, holding him back a little bit um as of right now uh, i think that's a legitimate um not not excuse, but uh, a legitimate reason for why he's not performing to the level that we all expect him to um, right now. But hey, you know, a game like that could uh, energize you, especially seeing your teammates go out and do it tonight, and then if you come out and have a big performance in a game not too long after, uh, momentum's a real thing uh, in baseball, especially within clubhouses. Uh, it, it's contagious uh, wanting to do well there. So um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Yasmani Grandal, though, assuming he'll be back in the lineup uh, tomorrow. Um, obviously, he, he was not tonight. They had Edwin at the DH spot. Uh, they had James can behind the plate um i would guess that he is back behind the plate tomorrow um and i am going to go the home run for him too uh because he did it twice over the weekend uh, against cubs finally starting to find a little bit of that rhythm um, Everybody is worried about him for the longest time so i just want to um see him go out and uh, hit a bomb at home that, that's all i've got absolutely um i'll let you start
0: off you know we'll we'll lead it right in to the to socks on tap shout outs man who, who you got tonight
1: Oh, um, I am going to go with uh, Jordan Lazowski from Sox on thirty fifth because the White Sox signed Yomer Sanchez today to a minor league deal. Um, and, and if you recall, me, me and Tony way back in December of last did year did the That's before, so
0: White Sox article. Yeah, correct? we did. We
1: did that's So White Sox just predicting the headlines and we just like wrote satirical. They're they're, they're all jokes. It was you know. Stuff that we said, Oh, it's this could happen to the White Sox, and it would be the essence yeah. of that. So White Sox. And one of them we said is because we knew Yomer was gonna be gone at that point. Um uh the the White Sox were not gonna be tendering him a contract and then he eventually signed up with the Giants. But we had said uh Yomer returning to the South Side question mark from like MLB trade rumors on June second, I believe it was, was the original date. <laughs> this is for you know, obviously set this is before COVID, so set for a full um uh, 162 game season, but we we had said that as one of them, and sure enough, it happens today. The White Sox signed to a minor league deal, um, and then we had like we wrote an excerpt for each of them too. And at that point, we were still kind of playing the thing like, oh, the White Sox are going to keep Nick Madrigal down for so long for service time, yada, yada. Mendick's going to be in his spot to start. He'll be the starting second baseman this year. So we had written that uh, Mendick off to a slow start, question mark. Madrigal still down in Charlotte, question mark. Uh, Better bring up Yolmer or something like that. And Jordan Lazowski replied, though, getting into my shout-out here. Jordan Lazowski replied, uh, and he had said, this uh, headline contains Mendick's slander, and I will not tolerate that. And I responded to him from the Socks on Tap account. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We said we hit on the headline, not the excerpt. So technicality, got you, Jordan. But I appreciate you calling it out. It's all funny <laughs> anyway. So uh, <laughs> it was just a good little piece of banter. And I was able to get get one underneath him because he thought he had us there. But uh, I got it. I got it back. So that's it. Jordan Lazowski. Always fun interacting with him on Twitter. Absolutely.
0: You? Absolutely. Um, so I got two-part shout-out here. Um First part shout out is to Tony and Steve, who could not contain their excitement and are also recording a Socks on Tap. This is the first ever Socks on Tap dual episode with the four personalities on a different show. I feel like it's like an album. Or yeah, something, man. yeah,
1: maybe maybe I'll like splice these together and just like put them back to back. Okay. Oh, I like, that. Would be
0: absolutely off. fantastic yeah. if you.
1: Did I'll I'll, t- I'll talk to Tony when we get off of here, and, yeah. I, and I'll try and get that lined up because I think he was calling me too, but I was already dialing you up on here, so it was like my phone was on silent and whatever. Yeah, I'll, had, I'll let you get back to yours. I yeah.
0: had my I had mine on the charger there, Nani, and I missed it. I didn't even see it because it's on vibrate every time that we you know we record. I turn on vibrate so I don't hear the shit go off. But um, that's the first part of my shout out. The second part of my shout out go to I think two people I haven't shouted out on here, and, and I need to. Um. The first part of this shout out is going to Allie White Sox because I had put out a tweet and I, my tweet says, I'm sorry, but to get the best out of Giolito in this short season, McCann needs to be catching him every fucking time, period. And she puts this perfect fucking gift tweet back to me. It's period. All right. It needs to happen, period. And I just, I fucking loved it. She cracks me up. <laughs> She's always got on taps back. So I uh, shout out to Allie White Sox. And the second part of that is, um, Another woman of White Sox Twitter, Alexis Atwater, because Giolito is her motherfucker. She loves that dude. So um she agreed with me. She put this 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 times ten or what is that, a hundred thousand. She agreed with that tweet. I'm shouting her out because Giolito's Giolito is her boy and he threw a fucking no hitter, man. So um those are my two uh non on tap shout outs for tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Boz. Um, good shit there. Uh, I mean, it, it's just fun here um, talking about a no-hitter. First time, um, hopefully we get to do it again. I wouldn't count on it because these are so rare. I mean, think about the last time it even happened in the White Sox. Um, that had to be Philip Umbers, and then granted that was a perfect game, but, you know, it's still a no-hitter. It's, no-hitter has to be a perfect game, uh, but a, uh, what is it? Yeah. Perfect hitter has to be a no game. Jesus Christ, I'm stumbling over words here. This, this perfect guy game has to be a no hitter.
0: <laughs> this guy. <laughs>
1: so that was the last time, though, that it happened. Uh, granted, you know, that you call it designated the perfect game, but that is a no hitter as well. Um, last time for the White Sox, 2011, Philip Umber, or 2012. Was it
0: 2012?
1: Yeah. I think it was 2012, Dottie. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. 20, 2012, and it was yep. in at Seattle. I, I yep. do remember. But yeah. Um, just wild shit, man. I'm glad we uh, got to be able to break this down. And I'm glad Steve and Tony are just going for it uh, and running another one, too. Why the fuck not?
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I feel like how you said you're going to splice these two episodes together. I just want to like this is how where I want you to do it. I'm going to give it a little sound bite here. But... Remix. And then it just goes right. <laughs> and it just goes right into that. I'm like, remix. <laughs> and then let it, and let it fly out, man. But fuck. You got anything else, Nani, man?
1: Uh, Yeah, No, no, the last thing was that tomorrow's game is a 110 uh, matinee. So if you're looking for this and uh, listening to it during the day, the game is early. So tune in, 110. That's
0: it. Absolutely. Everybody, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet, at socks on Tap. Oh, God. (laughs) Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Be sure you're giving us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow after the Sox beat the shit out of the Pirates again, and Dallas Keuchel throws a great game, and there's a bunch of bombs That's when we we to lead it out with White Sox forever.
1: White Sox forever.
0: Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.